All right, chime time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BetQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Oh, some good and some bad from week two from a gambling perspective. Christian, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Mutt. I am wonderful today. How are you? Uh, I am good. So do we get a push on the Pats game? How do we want to play this? How do you want so to play the final, So the final number was, in fact, three. Um, yep. But because we took it when it was two, uh, uh, I, yeah, it was two when we took it. Uh, I think we we get the loss. That's an L. Yep, you got a three. You got a push. Uh, if you laid the three by the time it was yesterday, sorry, uh, you push as well. Thanks to the uh, Deontay Johnson uh, two point conversion. I thought for sure, admittedly, shine. We'll get into mostly betting here today, but uh, since we are a, a sports ish uh, podcast, we should hit on the game itself: Patriots and Steelers. Um, I thought a couple things. I thought for sure the Steelers were going to win when they made it 17-14, and there was so much time left. Yep. I thought, well, they'll, they'll find one more possession. Uh, I thought that Mac Jones, for whatever his final line is, it, it, it is a great example of how the box score does not tell the story. Correct. And to his credit, Phil Perry gave him a C in his report card today, and uh, if he had gone as low as C-, minus, I would have been okay based on the fact that Pittsburgh dropped one, not one, but two, I mean, easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy picks. I mean, this is, And I understand it. Uh, it's what happened the week before. Dolphins got lucky. They win. But I thought Mac got lucky, and I thought, well, the next time he does that, he'll, the Pittsburgh will take advantage in the fourth. And to their credit, the Patriots' offense is pretty good there in the fourth. A couple of first downs, so they threw on first down, and then at the end they salted away the final 633 with a power-running game with Harrison <laughs> Stevenson, which is a nice nice finish for them, Shy. I like the way they finished the game. I didn't love some of the back throws, but I like their uh, intensity at the end, their focus, their edge. And on the road, six minutes, you keep the ball, you win. That was a good finish by the team and kind of a uneven performance by Mac Jones during much of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a great finish. It's a great way to stand the ending, uh, especially because I agree with you. I don't think they were very good uh, throughout the course of the game. They got, I mean, between the Cam Sutton dropped interception and then, what, yep. two plays later, Gunnar Olszewski muffs the punt. Doink. And, all, it's all, a former All-Pro Gunnar Olszewski. And then just, it's just an absolute gift. And I... It, Outside of that, I don't think they were going to be able to score again, like unless they got something like that. And so, you know, a good good job. You got the win. You got a dirty win. Uh, that's that's one for the win I like column. That. You can't yeah, dirty win. Yes. Yep. Dirty you win. can't say you can't say anything bad about that. But I I was not impressed to say the least. Not even a yeah, little bit. I, I impressed is not a word I would use. I, I would say definitely encouraged about some of the things that I saw on offense, you know, going, getting, getting a Nelson Aguilar one-on-one on the outside and letting him just you know, work. And obviously it was an unbelievable play. It was just, yeah, but that was so, a bad throw. Like uh, it was underthrown. If that's not, if that's a cornerback, not named Akella Witherspoon, that probably gets broken <laughs> up or intercepted. Like Nelson Aguilar, say, like, to his scheme, credit. Though, I, I, they, they have not I, done a lot of scheming up plays for Aguilar. Oh, that's see, like I one, disagree. I don't think that was a scheme thing. was going deep. I hate those screen plays. They just let them run deep. They, run well, so all they, all they did was they, it was just this vanilla offense. It's, they just took turns running deep, and when they throw it to Devontae Parker, it gets picked. And when you throw it to Nelson Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar went and made a play. Like it wasn't – I don't think that's scheme. I think that's just – they're running the same plays, just moving the receivers around. It is such a vanilla, especially the run game. Like to the offensive line's credit, they were really good, uh, especially in the run game yesterday. They opened up a lot of holes, but just yep. the, 
in my opinion, the play calling is so vanilla and bland and there's zero creativity. There's zero just anything outside of like a – it feels like the, the remember the Titans offense. You know how uh, um, uh, he says, he says I run six plays. It's veer left, veer right, and then like a, a, some, form, some form of the veer. Like that's how Matt Patricia's offense feels, and it, I just – I cannot stand it. Well, to their credit, they they realized after week one. I know we're we're paying these tight ends a lot of money. It's, we're not going to keep them on the field, and they, no. they 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 got out of that two tight end set, and they started moving guys around a little bit more. They had Mack and shotgun quite a bit. The, the play calling, maybe you're right, Chime. I, I just I was encouraged by a lot of Mack and shotgun, a lot of throwing throwing on first down, which I think smart teams in the NFL do. You know, Pittsburgh made mistakes in one of their final drives was first and ten, and a chance for them to go down and tie the game or take the lead. And it's Najee Harris right for three yards, which just was not – it was not there during the day. Meanwhile, they had Mack dropping back and shotgun on first down um, and a couple of passes that could have been picked. But I, I, I don't know. So we disagree. I was encouraged by it. I agree with you. It was not impressive by any means. I also thought it was very noteworthy. And, again, I'm glad NBC Sports Boston picked up on this too because when CBS went to the sideline, Bill Belichick was super involved in the offense. I don't know if you guys talked to Bill about that today. But he seemed like he was taking a much more hands-on approach, made me recognize, yeah, I can't let Patricia and Judge run this <laughs> offense into the ground. I need to help these guys out. Yeah, I, we didn't. We uh, we talked to Belichick a little bit. He, you know, he talked about he was giving credit to literally every coach and every position group, and yeah. he was naming people I don't even know who he was talking about. To, so it's you know, he was doing his thing, but. I, I, Yes, I think he was much more involved, but only because he felt like he needed to be because Matt, he needed to bail Matt Patricia out in some spots. Yeah, it was uh, a, a road win for a team we don't think is going to win nine games this year. Uh, they're all good. Uh, that certainly hurt us, Shime, as far as the over-under the, the season total went. Uh, that's a, I, I've had that down as an L. Uh, they got some tough games coming up. They got Ravens and Packers, so we'll see how they bounce back after the absolute Ravens meltdown yesterday. I mean, I, again, from a... A gambling perspective, everybody, everybody who had Ravens laying the three, three and a half, they were, they felt like they were counting their money. Yep. And like a bunch of games yesterday, shine between Raiders and uh, Cardinals late. Uh, the, the that game, uh, the 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 Bucks who took forever to get going, just some massive comebacks, and the Patriots will have them next up. And I wonder, uh, is it going to be as vanilla next week offensively, or do you think this is like a stepping stone? Will be better. Next week, shine against the Ravens defense. Uh, I no, I um, I I don't <laughs> expect this to get much better. I think Mac might look marginally better just because I don't think Baltimore's defense is as good as Pittsburgh's or um, Miami's with Kyle Fuller out for the season. Uh, or I think he, I I don't know if he's out for the season. I know he's on IR at least. Um, and they they're so they're dealing with some injuries there. They have a rookie, Jalen Armour Davis. I think he was like a fourth or fifth rounder. He was starting against Miami. He's one of the reasons Tyreek Hill just absolutely dominated um, in that fourth quarter. And so I, I think there might be some more opportunity. But again, I just don't have a lot of confidence that this Patriots offense is going to do anything. I think the biggest issue for them is the fact that their offense is just it, it's not. There's no explosion to it. And if I mean, if Baltimore gets out to seven 14-point lead, like, the game might just be over. 
It might just be done. Yeah, they can't play from behind. They're, no. they're, built, they're, they're built a certain way, uh, that's built, for sure. I think, and it's funny because I think they, I thought they were built like Miami after watching yesterday. I don't believe that's the case. And then, but then when I really look at it, they're definitely built just like Pittsburgh. It's a team that you want to minimize mistakes, play defense, run the ball, run the clock. It's the style of the Patriots, the Steelers, the Seahawks. That's how they want to play. It's not fun. It's not pretty. Will it get you some wins against some other teams that aren't that great? Yeah, but I just I don't think it's uh, sustainable for the long run. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to last year. They're going to beat a lot of bad teams this year, and we'll see how they at the end of the year. Remember, if you if you look at their 2021 record, they beat two winning teams. They beat the Titans without Derrick Henry and company, and they beat the Bills up in that windstorm in Buffalo. Yep. And we'll see at the end of this season if they have beaten winning teams. I don't think anyone thinks the Steelers are a playoff team this year. They beat them yesterday. Miami might be a playoff team, uh, and they lost to them in week one. So you may be looking at a, a kind of like year two of this in place until they go and spend money, and the reality is one more football thing before we get to the betting. You saw in Miami, if you put talented studs around, let's call it just sort of a passenger as a quarterback, it can work, Shime. You know, Tua is not a great quarterback, but he can throw for a million yards when it's Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell out there in the receiving core. Like when you give when you give a middle-of-the-road quarterback or an average quarterback, I'm not saying that despairingly, but call it average, not great quarterback, a lot of weapons around him, he is going to make you pay. And so I think next year again is when they'll do that with Mac. We'll see if uh, and we'll see if Tyquan Thornton ends up being a nice piece to pair with an expensive wide receiver next year. But I think you had a little glimpse in Miami yesterday of what you do if you put elite talent around even an average quarterback. Yep, I'm, I'm 100% with you. Um, as far as the wagering went yesterday, in our three picks, I went 1-2. Uh, and two. Uh, It's just a loss in that Patriots game. Uh, the Colts game was dead, and we talked about this on Saturday morning. Um, it was a bad bet once the injuries came out. It was a worse bet once the real inactives came out, and they were down to a couple of wide receivers and tight ends that uh, I didn't know, but I was stuck with that pick. That's a loser. We did get the under last night uh, with the Packers and Bears. It was almost exactly how I expected, except for A.J. Dillon not scoring a touchdown, and he had a million carries and probably should have scored. He did not. So I went 1-2, and two, Sean. I think you went 3-0 and oh yesterday. But let me tell you. I went a fat, fat 3-0, baby. We cashed good. And and it made up for it because I didn't hit a lot of my props this week. Um, But I went a clean 3-0 on my picks. Hit on the under in San Francisco, Seattle. Hit on Tampa Bay. Hit on the over in Atlanta, L.A. Uh, We'll take the 4-2 as a podcast. We'll take that and move on. Uh, My props, I got them all written down here. Uh, three and two overall, and four and two if you're able to get the dots and bet in. So they did eventually post that back up. He ended up with four catches on the, the three and a half was his total. They posted it back up. I think it was minus one fifteen at one point. He had a touchdown in four catches. So if you're able to get the dots and back bet in, went four and two, and we're I mean sweating out. What a fun sweat that was. The Matt Stafford yardage last night. We had it at two seventy six and a half. Fox had him at two hundred seventy six passing yards. Uh, ESPN had him at 272, DK had him 272, and about 45 minutes after the game, it closed at 272. They paid me out on DK, so we gave that one on Thursday. I'm glad that one hit. So I went four and two, Shime. I do not have your props written down here. I know you had about the same amount that I did yesterday. Yeah, I uh, I went three and five in my props. Unfortunately, uh, it come down from the week before. Um, I hit on Brady's under Christian Kirk over easiest cash of my life again and the the Curtis Samuel over as well Um, but we missed barely on Mixon and Barkley Um, we missed on Higby that one was done early early I did not expect them to just 
Pepper Higby with targets in the first drive of the game. Uh, Daryl Henderson missed as well. Cam Akers got a lot more action, unfortunately. And Hunter Renfro missed because they decided to go to overtime. (laughs) That game doesn't go to overtime. We cash by five yards. It goes to overtime, and and we miss. And it was bummer. A bummer. But it is what it is. That's how it goes. Four and four to three and five thanks to overtime. Yeah. So, but I mean, overall, so through the entire first week. So last Sunday I went ten and one, but including all of the the Thursday night games and Monday night games and, and everything like that, sixteen and eight so far on props and to, to start the season. Good start. Uh, and then you know a three and zero week with my picks, so that always helps. Uh, excellent start. Um, there was a lot of annoying things yesterday um, from a, a DFS standpoint. I had a team that started with, I had four players in the early slate: Lamar Jackson. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Rashad Bateman, and Jahan Dotson. That's and a so good start. I had 110 points going to the afternoon games. I swapped into some better matchups myself, and uh, James Conner got hurt. Albert O had zero catches for Denver, which was absolutely tilting beyond belief. Mike Evans got thrown out of the game. Holy <laughs> so, smokes. Uh, did not end. It was, I, was, I was counting my money uh, at halftime. It did not end well. But some just some... Some wild action yesterday, buddy. And now we get uh, what six days from now, Lamar. Lamar comes. Lamar comes here on yes, Sunday, he right? Does. Sunday at Fox, one o'clock. Lamar that, is that correct. offense. Correct. Wow. I can't wait. I kind of want to go to that game. I want to see Lamar in person. I may try. Wow. I may. I may get my first Patriots game in years. I love Lamar so much. I like watching him play. I'll, I'll say that Lamar. Lamar MVP tickets don't look bad after two weeks. No, they don't. Based on that yesterday, twenty shot. to one, Mutt. That's not. I forgot about that. Huh. Harbaugh coach of the year, not great losing that game to Mike No, but, but Lamar, uh, great. He had more touchdowns in the first half than the Patriots have had all season. <laughs> well, I mean, what is his, what is Mac's touchdown count to two is right now through two games? <laughs> Mac yeah. has what, uh, one touchdown pass because the other two, two had, were runs? Two had six yesterday? <laughs> yeah, he had six. All right, I am well now. I'm curious. Can you, can you pull the MVP odds up? I'm, do, they, do they repost them? I have them right here. Hold on one second. What are the latest uh, odds? Awards. That'd be great. Are I'd be curious. Player fee. Oh, no, awards. There or we is go. There a chance okay, that- the current odds. Uh, Josh Allen still the leader at plus four twenty five, followed yep. by Mahomes close there at plus five hundred, followed by Herbert Brady. Then Lamar is now twelve to one. That makes sense. We we got him at twenty to one or so. He's bet down at twelve to one. Yep. Um, and we'll see what happens with Josh Allen. And Herbert might potentially miss some. T- may, I don't know, miss time, uh, but he's got a, a rib cartilage tear. Yep. Which uh, was reading on Sunday. One of the the do- football docs said not as painful, but just lingers forever. So we'll see. He looked like he was all banged up in that game on Thursday. Still made some plays late, including that late touchdown. Um, but that's a good start for us, 20-1 to 1 to 12-1. to 1. Chime, I'll take that through two yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's a great jump uh, to start the season. I, I really like that. All right, so uh, meanwhile, uh, we, we do all this preamble. We're not really a reboot show. We're, we're, we're a betting show. We look forward. True. We have two games tonight, Chime. Yeah, we do. We have do, two games baby. tonight. We have One starts injury, at 7-15. Tonight. Oh, so good. My kids are so pumped. They can watch Ugh. the first half. Uh, the entire first so game, excited. they're excited about that. Uh, the early game is Bills and Titans. That'll be on ESPN with Levy and uh, Orlovsky and the who's uh, well, Lewis Riddick. Uh, Lewis Riddick. Uh, they'll start at seven fifteen. Then ABC is going to carry the Monday night game, like when I was a kid. Would he be on, on ABC? You youngins don't know about that, but ABC with no, the I remember, bop, 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 I bop. You're no, you don't. You're too young. Um, and it would uh, it would pop on and be the big game. Al Michaels. Uh, tonight we get Buck and Aikman, and what they're going to do is like it says here in the broadcasting notes, 
like a, a red zone sort of back and forth. So you may get a split screen if one of the other teams is in the red zone. Ooh, Chime and get plays back and forth. You so, know, I don't hate this. Uh, we get two games tonight, which is good for DFS. It's good for gambling. It's very good for props. But you said on Saturday you got some big ideas about this. We talk about it today. I have ideas. I would not call them big. So I'll defer to you to Chris Schein. What What are your big ideas for the Week 2 NFL doubleheader, Bills and Titans early, Vikings and Eagles late? Yeah, uh, I, am, uh, I am all in on this Bills game. I am all in on the Bills in this game. Uh, I, it's a big number. It's uh, a yeah, big number. I'm okay with that, though. I, okay. I think they cover this pretty easily, actually. So I have I a think 10 where I'm looking blowout. right now. Do you, is it still 10 for you? Yes, that is correct. All right, so the line is 10. It opened at 7, 7.5. Uh, Titans are a little bit banged up. Uh, 65% of the bets were on the Bills, and 71% of the money is on Buffalo as well, laying that number, shine. So go ahead. Yeah, so... Uh, Ultimately, uh, Schefter had tweeted out the other day that Gabe Davis is banged up. And he said yesterday on TV he used the phrase iffy yes. to play and, in this game. Matthew, tweet- Bar- Matthew Berry's also reporting he's hearing it's doubtful that he's going to play in this game. Today. Yeah, his tweet says questionable uh, due to an ankle injury, um, which they really haven't changed the Steph Diggs props yet. So the other day, when or yesterday, when Schefter tweeted that out, I actually I think it was Saturday that he actually tweeted it out. Okay. Um, I uh, I took advantage of that. I went with the same game parlay that included the Bills. Uh, I have the Bills to win by yep. 10. They'll cover the yep. spread. So Bills minus 10. Yep. I also have the Bills team total over 29 and a half. So you got to score 30 points. Got to score Let's 30 points. Uh, Steph Diggs over 80 yards receiving. And then the last thing, which I think is definitely the toughest leg, but yep. definitely plausible, would be a Devin Singletary anytime touchdown. Anytime, Tutty. Because of the DraftKings uh, same game parlay boost, yep. uh, that got up to ten to one. Nice. Uh, so I am. Those are those are the legs that I love uh, tonight. Those were my favorites. I am all in on those. Um, the other one I wanted to bring up to you because I had a question. Sure. And, and it was a bet I want to talk about because I may be going up to New Hampshire. You know, later this afternoon sure to place a couple be, yeah. more bets. Um, Kyle Phillips. Do you think he's actually part of the Tennessee offense, or do you think week one was an aberration? Uh, because his receiving number this week is only 29 and a half. Last week, he had, I believe it was nine targets, and he had six catches for 66 yards. Uh, it was either six or nine, yes, absolutely. Six for 66, something like that, yes. So if that's the case, like, is he actually part of this offense? Because if he is, that number is too low. Okay, can we do one thing real quick? Yeah. Uh, is Kyle Phillips playing in this game tonight? Ooh, did he come out injured? It was I. I believe this? he's. I, I believe he's listed as questionable with his shoulder. Check. Uh, yesterday they downgraded Kyle Phillips to, uh, to a because I was looking at. So he went from here's his practice this week, Sean. I'm fine talking about it. Yep. He didn't practice Thursday. Limited Friday. Okay. Um, then he got downgraded from uh, downgraded to questionable for Monday, mm. and they ruled Dontrell Hilliard out. The only reason mm. I, I started looking this morning at you mentioned the Gabe Davis injury. Like I started looking at player props of like you said Bills receivers around the Bills without Gabe Davis, and then I was looking at what's the trickle down effect if Kyle Phillips does not play uh, in this game. I, I've seen nothing. I've seen no uh, lean either way from either of these guys, uh, but he is dealing with an injury. And I was looking at Traylon Burke stuff. So I feel yep. like if he doesn't play, 
Burks then elevated to that second receiver spot uh, with Robert Woods, who I think is lo- locked into the number one spot on that team. So I don't mind Kyle Phillips. I just, as we're talking about it, I want people to be aware that uh, he's currently questionable. He's questionable, and they might not play in this game. Okay, that's good to know. And see, this is why I need to talk it out with gambling friends. I didn't realize that he was dealing with an injury. That's bad job by me, bad research. Um, but uh, I'm glad we talked it out. This is this is what I needed. This is why I came to you. So I mean, I, I guess I I don't hate it. I feel like so. The, in the the theory would be. So I think I think you're on the right side of the game. Like I, I think there's a good chance the Bills absolutely just an roll. absolute route. Um, they're I mean this team home, home opener earlier than usual. Crowd is going to be outrageous. And the Titans uh, lost to the freaking Giants in week. Yeah, three. extra time. And Vra- by the way, Vrabel wins these stupid games when you think Vrabel has no shot at winning. True, he wins them over and over again. That's my only hesitancy because so, I was like, why shouldn't he be building a two team teaser? Just start it with getting the Bills down to four. So okay, so and just, I and, and getting eight and a half with the Vikings is just like seriously the most generic, boring square teaser in America. Who blows that up? Either the uh, Vikings. I mean, Bills don't win by five, or the the you can't cover eight and a half points with the Vikings tonight against an Eagles defense that got one sack on thirty three dropbacks last week. Yes, against so, Jared Goff. So if there's a thought, if you, if you are convinced or or in the in the camp that like Mike Vrabel wins these stupid games, my thought then would be, well, how does he win? Because if it's just a Derrick Henry game, maybe it, like would it be worth sprinkling in a Derrick Henry prop? Because is that the way they're going to win? Is Tannehill going to pop off? Like that's, I, I guess that's where I'm looking at it. Like I just, I don't see an avenue of success for the Titans in this game, and that's why I'm so heavily invested in the Bills as of right now. Um, because I, ESPN has this stupid stat floating around that Buffalo, Buffalo hasn't won a Monday Night Football game at home since 1994. Granted, right. they've only played like three or four of them, but uh, they, they all those games also didn't have Josh Allen. Uh, so I, I just, I don't see an avenue that the bills lose this, which is kind of, and they don't dominate, which is why I'm so invested in the bills. But is, is there a specific avenue that the Titans win this game? Like, is there a way? Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, it's the NFL, but uh, unless they're, so they're going to, they have to have like, it's again, 35, 40 minutes time possession, turn over the bills a couple of times and win like 17, 13, somewhere in there. Do you think that's? That's likely no. on the road tonight. No, I I just don't. I don't. It, the only way it's first, likely is if Derek. First week of the year, they were the number one DVOA defense. They, I mean, they they ran absolute uh, bonanza over the Rams on Thursday. Oh, they destroyed the Rams. People should not night. forget how that looked. Yes, okay, and they like, were unbelievable in that. game. I also think it says something about the Rams, especially if you watch that Atlanta game. Then again, Atlanta may be frisky. Who knows? But regardless, like the Bills absolutely dominated that Thursday night game, and now they get to face a team that's 0-1 coming off a loss to the New York Giants where Derrick Henry couldn't do anything. And if the Derrick Henry couldn't do anything against the New York Giants, how do we then expect him to do something against the Buffalo Bills defense, who, as you just pointed out, was the number one DVOA defense in football in week one? They're number one against and the And last Russian. year they were the number one defense in football. They were. Let me just make sure I have this here. Defensively a year ago. Uh, rush DVOA a year ago they were 11th, but they were number one against the pass. Yep. They were number three in weighted DVOA defensively a year ago. So it's without Hilliard, now there's really no threat out of the backfield. I guess this could mean a monster night for Derrick Henry because he may be out there the entire game. Um, but so, I, no, I can't. I'm not going to sell you on the Titans. They're not a home dog. It's not Monday night. The Bills have the extra time off. It feels like their year. 
I think the Bills win this game comfortably. And yeah. they, anyway, I like your idea of them getting to the 30s too. And the only way that backfires is if they, if the Titans decide at some point, even when they're trailing, we're still going to run the football. We're not going to try to go toe-to-toe with them, which I think is completely possible because Tannehill's sort of, eh, we know what he is. Um, that's the only reason they don't get to 30. But so, I, I like the first two legs, laying the 10 and 30 points on your same game parlay. Yeah, so just because we're trying to suss this out a little bit, like yeah, Derrick Henry did run for 143 yards last year and get three touchdowns against this. Uh, this well, that was the season. upset, right? Titans, they beat him. Yeah, yeah I mean, 34-31. Um, so, like, if you think Derrick Henry is 100% healthy and he is he is the guy still, like he is that dude, maybe, I guess – the one avenue is Derrick Henry has a big game, and like you, you throw together a crazy same game parlay. Like, what would that look like if you just did like Titans money line, um, uh, and then like a, a two TD game out of Derrick Henry? Plus, well, here, I just found these. His last four games, he's combined ninety eight carries, two hundred ninety eight yards, and a touchdown against the Bills. So should be pretty good. I mean, Hilliard is not going to play. Um, Ed Oliver is out up front for Buffalo. So I mean, I, you're. You're sort of talking to yourself. Uh, you're talking to yourself out of your Bills bet, but I mean, we're, you're explaining now yeah. what it looks like if they're going to win. Yeah, like so. If 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 I think there's any chance the Titans win, the only way they do it is a Derrick Henry game. If that's the case, just for reference, by the way, yep. uh, Derrick Henry to have over 110 yards, uh, two touchdowns, and a Titans win is like 18 to one in the wow. same game parlay. So maybe I toss like two dollars on it and be like, Meh, I'm just gonna, you know, or like three to five bucks on it and be like, Meh, just in case, you know, yeah, just. Just in yeah. case, just to hedge all of my, because I have I have so much on Buffalo that it's like at least this would um, numb the pain slightly. Uh, it would be like a shot of whiskey when you're in agony. So um, <laughs> you're wired up. Yeah, back so, in the old. So, I, but I I, I I am very heavily invested in Buffalo. So that is just a, a thought I have flowing in my mind for now, and that's game one. But we can move on to game two. I feel they're like all, we've no, done look, enough talking about this. They're all, let's just let's be okay. Their offense is unbelievable. They went on the road to L.A. and dominated the defending world champs. They're back home, extra rest. Yeah, they have a couple injuries. Um, it's not going to let me – it's not going to talk me out of the fact that I'm yeah. with you. I think they score 30-plus points. I think they win this game comfortably. And from player props, again, some of these things have not landed yet because they're waiting to see exactly what happens tonight with Gabe Davis. And so hopefully DK just you know sacks up at some point and gives you some options here. But the pecking order behind Davis – is going to be a, some group of, uh, I would say, Isaiah McKenzie, Jamison Crowder, and then Jake Kumarov, the former Packer, is also on the receiving core. So those guys all will get bumps. I think McKenzie and Crowder get the biggest bumps, and I also think it's a bump to the Dawson Knox anytime touchdown because you get Ooh, down okay. in the red zone, Gabe Davis a red zone threat. Those red zone targets go to Dawson Knox now. Also, so. I don't know if I mentioned this prop, Ryan Tannehill over a half an interception. Love that. Tie What's that in. There? Uh, only minus 140, so if you're doing oh a same-game parlay, tie that yes. in. Yes. Absolutely. He didn't throw one last week. He threw yes. one against Buffalo last year. He's just he's due for a pick if he didn't throw one last week. So uh, I am I am in on a Tannehill interception tonight. Uh, by the way, the Titans are officially going to be without their number one cornerback, Christian Fulton. Okay. He's not playing in this game. Tonight. Oh, yeah. Then I want Buffalo, and I want all the Steph Dig props I can get. Yep, I'm in. All right, uh, You mentioned the late game. I also made the Vikings one of my picks. I get it. Like, this is sort of – let's not. I, I tell people not to overreact after week one. And the Vikings beating the, the Packers, like, it, it, it may not look – I mean, the, the number might look better than the result. Uh, we'll see how good the Packers are. They dominated a terrible, just absolutely terrible Bears team last oh. night. That, uh, again, they're, they're hoping their second-year quarterback takes a step forward. 
Um, he has shown flashes, but uh, probably feel like some Patriot fans wondering when is the next step going to be uh, for our team. Uh, to me, it's pretty simple. I, I told you, Bill, I think it's a Bills-Vikings teaser type of night. Um, I think the fact the Eagles only got one sack on Jared Goff last week. I think Kevin, uh, I think Cousins going to have uh, himself a pocket tonight. I think we know by now that you don't want to run against this Eagles defense. You want to throw against them. I think Irv Smith, after a quiet week one, is a player I want to target in player props and anytime touchdown props. I think he's uh, not, I won't say likely, uh, but somebody I think is going to be much more involved in the offense. Justin Jefferson's a freak. Um, the Eagles certainly are good, but with Zedarius Smith and the linebacking core, I, I think they can, uh, I won't say slow down, but contain Jalen Hurts tonight. So uh, I know they're the favorites, but I would be on the Vikings plus the points. Vikings, the Vikings. are uh, I'm sorry. I'm no, yeah, I know the Eagles are the favorites. Yeah. I'd lay on the Vikings plus the points. Vikings as dogs on the money line. And, uh, again, two-team generic, you know, loser square teaser. Bills tease it down to four. Uh, Vikings tease them up to eight and a half. That's how I feel about this game. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I'm into it. I, I'm not – I just – I can't – I like the Eagles a lot, so I can't – I also think the Vikings are really good, so I can't really talk myself into a side either way. Uh, the one thing I do like, though, I love the Vikings team total over 23 and a half. Um, I think getting up to the 24-28 range for the Vikings, whether it be in a, in a convincing win or in a shootout, seems realistic to me, and that's why I like – picking the Vikings team total more than I like picking even the total of the game because I can see the Vikings kind of dominating this game and outright winning kind of like what they did with Green Bay um, or it could be just an absolute shootout and an absolute gunfire and be similar to what Philadelphia ended up finding themselves in last week where all of a sudden Detroit was back in it so I don't know that I necessarily want to pick the spread or the game total, but I really like the Vikings team total over 23.5. And And then there's some props in this game, too, that I think are extremely valuable. I'll just mention John Ewing, BetMGM, points out that the game opened three. It is now 2.5, but 51% of the bets and 71% of the money is on Philadelphia. So a little bit of reverse line move, Sean, with the money coming in on Philadelphia at the line going the other way, which makes me, again, confident that to me the Vikings will be the right side tonight. I'm with you on the Eagles being pretty good, especially uh, in that division now. Um, but I, I'm going to be on the Vikings tonight for sure uh, as part of some stuff. What what prop bets are you looking at for the second game tonight? Uh, so it's a prop bet, one of them we talked about last week, actually. Uh, that'd be the Quez Watkins receiving yards. Oh, yeah, Currently Quez. listed at 19.5. Yeah, give me the under on under. that. Under. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I want the under on Quez Watkins this week. Uh, and in contrast, too, we saw A.J. Brown have a massive week one. I kind of expected that. That's why I gave you the props, uh, and we cashed easily on on AJ last week. I'm not as uh, in tune with AJ Brown this week. I actually think that Devontae Smith could get some targets. He didn't get a target in week one, which seems odd being the number one receiver on this team last year. Well, but I clearly think that they were trying to force feed AJ Brown, and so I, I kind of like I'm I'm. I'm really into the Devontae receptions total tonight. I don't necessarily love the yardage. It's at a weird spot. But the the receptions total is 3.5 at plus 125 uh, on the over, which I like. Yeah, and I think we saw in week two, like team players that didn't get the targets or, or participate. Allen Robinson. Thought, man, that, that's the first one I was going to say. Yep. Jalen Waddell. Like they, they, yes, exactly. They, Aaron Jones last night. Yes. Like, uh, we didn't get Aaron Jones the ball enough. Two, three touchdowns later, he's got 100 yards, he's got a million yards receiving, and he dominates the game, and he wins people a million dollars on DraftKings. Like, coaches realize they overreact like we do as gamblers. I think Devonta Smith for a bounce back tonight is an absolute home run shine. I'm playing him. I mean, Gabe Davis not likely to play. Uh, but I'm playing him in a you know my, one of my only two like fantasy leagues. 
I'm playing Devonta Smith over Gabe Davis, and I play him if he was healthy too because I'm with you. I think they're going to feed Devonta Smith tonight. I think they're going to realize that he is a really good receiver, and it's better for Jalen Hurts to get more guys involved. So I, I love that one. Absolutely love that one. Yeah, the uh, the other prop bet that I I think you'll love as well um, that I am enamored with is the Jalen prop uh, Jalen Hurts uh, over eight and a half rush attempts. He had seventeen in Week One, Mutt. Like I that's a wild number. Eight and a half is like ludicrously low. Yeah. Uh, I, so I mean, to be fair, the final four games of last season, he didn't hit it. Like he was eight, eight, two, seven. But prior to that, 18, 13, 10, 7, 13, 10, 9, 8, 9, 10, and then 17 in week one this season. If it's a shootout, Jalen Hurts is going to be moving all over the place. He's going to be throwing. He's going to be scrambling for a ton of yards. You just have to get eight. You have to get nine rushing attempts out of Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I am. Uh, count me in. I'm buying, buying, buying. Completely would buy into that. And I mentioned Irv Smith. Uh, they posted his anytime touchdown number at uh, plus 320 which is next to guys like Boston. I mean, Kenny Gainwell has a lower number. K.J. Osborne, the third wide receiver, has got a lower number. Like, I, 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 this is a perfectly good number for me. I'm going to be on an Irv Smith at plus 320 for any touchdown scores. And if I'm, I, I'm more likely to play a same-game parlay in this late game. I have more conviction on the Vikings in their passing game and Irv Smith and even some Devonta Smith-Dallas Goddard stuff. Uh, than I do on the Bills side, just I don't know how the targets and stuff are going to trickle down. I mean, it could be a huge Dawson Knox game. Like you said, it could be Steph Diggs just going ham. So I- I'm going to be interested in Irv Smith anytime touchdown score in the two games tonight. Uh, that would be my favorite uh, prop at plus 320. Uh, question for you. Is it worth it uh, to think that there may be a Jalen Rager revenge game and go anytime no. touchdown on Jalen no. Rager? No. Like as a kick return? No. Um, I mean, do, I mean, for pizza money, I mean, he's only six. He's only six to one. Yeah, it's not. These anytime touchdown great. odds are whack. Okay. The, uh, this is this is really weird. I mean, they like Jeff, two different oh, Jefferson and Cook are both minus money to score anytime. I mean, AJ that makes Brown sense. Brown is only though. plus one ten. Jalen Hurts plus one fifty. That makes sense. Oh, I also like a Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown prop tonight. By the way, plus one fifteen. Yeah. Dallas Goddard plus one sixty five. Um. Yeah, Ken, KJ Osborne should not be plus 265. But, um, yeah, so we're on similar pages tonight. I yep. just have more conviction. You have more conv- Well, I agree with you on the Bills, and I have more conviction on the Vikings. But you also have a preconceived love of the Philadelphia Eagles. That's also a factor. Yeah, I, exactly. And, and I said that outright. I'm like, I, I loved the Eagles coming into this season, but I also recognize that the Vikings looked really good in week one. I also kind of expect the Vikings to be good this season in general. I think they're a playoff team. So uh, I just, I cannot find it within myself to pick an actual side and be conv- and be convicted in that pick. All right, so of the two games tonight, to boil it down after about a half an hour of this, what <laughs> what would be your favorite bet? Uh, my favorite bet is uh, Buffalo laying ten. I just think they roll. I I, I just I can't I can't picture a world where Buffalo doesn't dominate this game. Yeah, it's close, but given the odds, man, I I would. I guess maybe the team total I might like even more uh, over twenty nine and a half. Um, but either way, the Buffalo bets are my absolute favorite. Between team two, nice and early. Oh, perfect. Minus ten, perfect. Team total over twenty nine and a half. Digs over seventy five and a half receiving yards. All three of those, yeah, is my favorite bets of the night. Okay, that's why it's three of those are in your parlay. Yep. There you go. I'm looking at your exactly. same game parlay right now. I got it written down. My favorite would be the Irv Smith anytime touchdown. I think there's going to be a lot of passing attempts tonight. I think they'll be hard. it'll be tough for Dalvin Cook to get it going on the ground. I think it's going to lead to a lot of Cousins passing. I think O'Connell proved he's a pretty smart coach 
uh, doing some of that Cooper Cup stuff with Justin Jefferson in week one. I expect more of that in week two, more of the tight end. So anytime touchdown, Irv Smith plus 320, and the Vikings getting the two and a half slash the money line. It's my other favorite bet. Uh, that's a lot of football, Sean. We have a lot of other stuff to do today. Yes. I got to go get ready for work. You got to go get ready for to drive to New Hampshire, bet these two games tonight. Subscribe, rate, and review BetQL Boston. Um, we'll have the full week two recap tomorrow. Um, and we start to look to Patriots and Ravens. And uh, well, I will save the, the look-ahead line uh, for tomorrow. We've gone way too long for a Monday podcast year. Sorry we'll start tomorrow's that. podcast with the current odds and the state of Patriots, Ravens, and early leans for Lamar Jackson coming to your building as now the 12-to-1 fifth choice to win the MVP in the NFL. Shime, good work this weekend, buddy. We can do better tonight. Let's cap it off strong. Let's do it, baby. I will text you during the games tonight, buddy. Thank you. Sounds good, bud. I'll talk to you tomorrow.